So hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Cars with me, Tyreek, a young little man, well not little, but a young big man that um just likes to talk about some of his experiences with cars. Most of it, most of it is just, you know, the emotional connection to the cars that I've uh, had the um the pleasure of being in and actually being behind the wheel or actually, you know, spending some time with. And, you know, I, t- I tend to resonate with the classics. That's what I like the most. I love the classic cars, 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, 90s. We, we ain't going to talk about that. But, uh, I mean, shoot, even early 2000s, because some of those cars are starting to be uh, considered classics now, or at least the late 90s are starting to be considered classics now. And, I, I mean, some of the cars, yes, I, I, I am fascinated with from the 90s. And um, today, uh, today we're actually going to talk about, I actually already spoke about the 426 Hemi engine. Um, If you uh, go back in my episodes, I'm not sure what episode it was, but I did talk about that 426 Hemi engine made by Chrysler. But today we're actually talking about um, the first car that it was put into uh, uh, production wise, like um, the first street production car that it was put into because the 426 Hemi was originally a race engine. It was originally used for the Winston Cup series, and it was used for um, Chrysler Performance. Uh, in 1966, however, they decided that they wanted to implement it into their street um, production cars. And it just so happens that that opportunity was bestowed onto the 1966 Plymouth Satellite. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Plymouth Satellite uh, Hemi, and the, I mean, technically the rest is history because after that point, that's when other companies decided that they wanted to put, you know, race-based uh, engines in their cars and, uh, you know, bigger and badder engines and put them in production cars and let some of the people in the uh, in the world, I guess, experience their um, their raw power. Now, uh, let's see. The uh, in my experience with it, um, I originally was with um a fairly old man. He bought the car damn near brand spanking new, and he has taken very good care of it. Everything is damn near original, uh, except some few modifications made to the suspension to uh increase you know better handling because of course cars back in that generation did not handle well and um also you know different tires and i think honestly that's about it everything else has remained original he has taken very good care of the vehicle and that was definitely meant it was definitely meant and i'm so happy that i got to experience it now 426 the Plymouth Satellite 426 Hemi was um obviously like I said it was a race engine, but when you put a race engine into you know street production cars you have to tone it down a little bit you got to make it um relatively seem safe for the, the public, so um of course you know the engine itself the race engine itself had um competition grade tuning um. It was too high strung for the street, you know, but Chrysler ended up dialing down the engine a little bit. They um, they changed the, comp- the compression ratio. Uh, they put in a milder camshaft, you know, to ease off some of the horsepower. Um, they also put in 
I think they added they added a choke to the rear primary so the car could start in cold weather. Um, you know, if you're making a production car, you don't want it choking and all of that in, you know, cold weather. You want it to be able to start and run and everything else in order to be reliable for the people that are purchasing the vehicle. Um, now, the race engine was estimated to have, I think, 550 horsepower or 560 um, the street engine, however, was toned down, I think by maybe 125 horsepower. I think it was like 425 or a 430 horsepower, but everybody knew that it was capable of more. Um, now the engine itself found in that 1966, uh, Plymouth satellite and it also went into the belvedere of that time belvedere was a little less plush but you know it was okay now the satellite came in a two-door hardtop and um also in a convertible and if you wanted that hemi engine in the satellite you would be paying a relatively hefty price tag uh well at for the time frame i think it was a thousand dollars more or fifteen hundred dollars more something like that and um, that was without, you know, other options and stuff like that. That was just with the engine. If you wanted that engine, you're paying $1,000, $2,000 more. Um, now, it came, of course, in like a four-speed manual or a torque flight. I was behind the torque flight. Um, that's what I was driving. Um, now, the car itself, the one I was driving was comfortable as hell. Uh, based off of my size, I'm 6'3". Um, car is comfortable. Car is definitely uh built like I I, I don't know it, what it is about cars of that era, but I've never been uncomfortable in in those cars. Like they're truly built for you know people of 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 a decent size, people of a decent stature. In my personal opinion, I fit comfortably in almost every car that I've been in. It's like me getting into an SUV now. Um, I'm just not comfortable. Like my, with my truck, I'm in a, my car that I drive, you know, the most is a Ford, uh, Expedition. And in that, I'm comfortable, you know what I mean? But that, that type of comfort is somewhat what I feel in the vehicles of that time and of the 1960s and, uh, early seventies. After that, it starts, you know, getting smaller and smaller as, uh, you know, times have changed during the, during the, uh, designing of cars and stuff like that. And, it starts getting a little bit more comfortable, but during this time frame, marvelous. Oh, uh, let's see. He also switched out a, an abundance of uh, the um the brakes and stuff was switched out. All that stuff was this all around. You know, he took very good care of the car. Damn near everything was original. Just you know, a few upgrades here to improve the, like a braking handling. Um, didn't even touch anything on the dash. Was everything was original? No, like new radio, anything of that nature. Um, let's see. Um, now we, I went on the ride for about 30 miles, 35 miles or something like that. And, uh, during that me and the man was having, you know, a decent conversation. He was talking about his experiences with the car at the time. I wish I had my microphone or I wish I recorded the conversation or I wish I asked if I could record the conversation so that, you know, maybe I could input some of this audio here, but, um, I'm not really going to delve too much into his life and into his details, but he bought it fresh off the floor, uh, took it home. That, that He had multiple vehicles um, from the time frame, multiple uh, Mopar cars, multiple Plymouth cars that he took home. And this one is the one that he uh, kept, you know, the longest because this was the first one that he had actually bought for himself. And 
He has truly taken good care of the car. Um, he basically made a supercar of the 60s um, better with the handling stuff that he did. And even now, damn. And even now, my apologies for that. My apologies for that. Even now, um, even now, the car feels, you know, um, thrill. Uh, it's a thrill to be behind the wheel of. It's a thrill to actually drive. Um, spending some time with it, I had a ball. I had a ball. I, it was it was cheek to cheek the entire time I was behind the wheel. Um, and. I have to say to people who um who may not know about you know the classic car feel or the classic car experience, definitely go out to a classic car show or do as I did and and, and you know um make some relationships, make some relationships with people who own the cars or with people who um who can get you in contact with someone who could who who could maybe give you a test drive or something like that, and definitely take the time out and go ahead and get behind the wheel and you know go around. Um, I know in in our day and age right now we tend to focus on a little bit, you know, we tend to focus more on the fact that we want the uh the the technology and we want, you know, Apple CarPlay and all that stuff in, in the car and Bluetooth or, or whatever. Um I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love being able to play my own music in the car and I love being able to 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 rock out to my own shit, but you know, I feel as though definitely everyone well not everyone but every car guy or every person who you know um is thinking about cars definitely take a gander at a classic take a gander at a classic uh right now i'm still thinking on purchase well no i'm not thinking about it i did purchase the 85 camaro um i'm trying to work on that now it's going to take me a minute i'm trying to get it done by uh next year july 27th so i could actually um Set it up for my mother's birthday, but um, well, actually, no, she don't need the car. I'm gonna set it up for myself, so I'm a, I'm gonna do what I need to do to get that car for myself, and um, actually customize it and everything, and uh, maybe make it go thirty over or something like that. I don't need it to be, you know, ultra super powered or anything of that nature. I just want it to be restored, basically. Um, so as I was talking about the 1966, uh, Hemi Plymouth satellite Hemi is remarkable, remarkable. Um, they, in my personal opinion, did everything well aside from, you know, with the heavy front end and that sloppy steering. Um, that's what he That's Some of the main stuff that he was talking about as he got older, he realized how much more difficult, uh, steering and all that stuff is, which is what, uh, promoted him Well, not promoted him, which is what convinced him to um redo the suspension work and and improve it and also um improve the braking system and stuff like that he uh he wanted to leave the car as original as possible so he didn't change up too much you know what i'm saying but um he was very uh mechanically inclined apparently so he was able to work on a car if anything went uh sideways or anything went south he was able to do it all himself but uh beautiful car is absolutely stunning I feel as though, you know, I mean, not necessarily drive that that car itself, but people should definitely spend the time to drive a classic car. And if you honestly uh, mean with me, it's about the Roadrunner. Any opportunity I get, that 70 Roadrunner, I will. I, mm, I don't care 
don't I don't care how many times I've been behind the wheel of one, I most definitely will continue to be behind the wheel of one until I get my own. Um aside from that, that Hemi um being put into the production models, it it um forced not necessarily forced, but it definitely coerced other companies to put in their race engines and um their big seven liter engines into their production cars. Like uh Ford put in their four twenty seven engine into their Ford Mustang, I think it's sixty nine or sixty eight, something like that. And um so like I was saying, yeah, Ford put their four twenty seven engine into the uh Ford Mustang. And um, I believe for the time frame, the actual engine was way too big to fit into the Mustang, um, into the Mustang body. So they had to cut out a whole lot of things within the Mustang, and that's why that 427 didn't last too long. Um, obviously, of course, Mustang is you know notorious for their 5.0 liter, but uh, they they did try to go for something a little bit bigger. Didn't really work out. Uh, not in my personal opinion, it didn't really work out. Um, but as you can see, Chrysler with their Hemi engine definitely inspired, you know, uh, companies to the to put their performance engines into you know the production line and try to appeal to the uh, to the racer and everyone. Um, definitely researched the 1966 Plymouth Satellite. It's a beautiful automobile, and uh, definitely delve into the. Hemi engine. I think I talked about it before. I'm not sure how much in detail I went into it, but uh, definitely check it out yourself. Magnificent. Um, that's about it for me. As you all know, I keep my episodes well to any listeners. As you all know, I keep my episodes short and sweet. I don't run too long. I don't talk too long. I don't. I don't. You know what I mean? I give you what I got to say, and I be out. Um, of course, my episodes will start running longer as I start putting together more and more topics. Um, there's way more to come for this series. I might move some of this stuff over to YouTube as well with uh, some video podcast, video podcasts, and um, I'll also be uh, doing a whole lot of stuff over on YouTube. I'm trying to refocus my attention over there. Uh, if you don't know, just look me up on YouTube at my name, Tyree Waldron. That's T A R I G W A L D R O N. Also, if you you know feel like discussing anything with me, um. In pertaining to, you know, the Hemi engine or pertaining to anything, cars, anything related to cars or the classics, let me know. Hit me up on my social medias at my name. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? And um, let me know what's up. We can have a discussion. And uh, shit, if you feel like, you you know, you want to talk with me or I could talk about something, you know what I mean? Most definitely let me know and we'll, we'll get to it. But that's about it for me. Like I said, have a good day, good week, good night, whatever the case may be. Peace. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, um, definitely. You know, if you enjoy or whatever the case may be, feel free to shout me out or uh, well, not shout me out, but you know, follow or something like that. Share with your friends. Share with your peoples. Peace, man. I'm out of here.